Welcome, reanimated fans. I'm H.A. Conrad, and on the West Coast is my intrepid co-host, Stuart Tiffin. Hello, Stuart. Hello. Today, we are wrapping up the Silo series, um, last two episodes, 9 and 10. But before we get to that, have a couple of very tiny news tidbits over this 4th of July weekend. Uh, first up, uh, Kevin Bacon is adding even more connections out there. He is... Uh, yep attached or or starring in the series on uh amazon called the bondsman and it's a um a bloomhouse tv production series um this is eight episodes long and i think they're about half an hour piece and the premise is that he is you know a, a undead bounty hunter so he like wakes up and has to find a new life as a zombie bounty hunter <laughs> so I don't know. Thoughts on that, Stuart? Thoughts uh, are, I do not, I am not optimistic about this one. <laughs> yeah. But there's eight episodes, so, and they're only half an hour long a piece, so I think we can do it. We could probably do a little marathony thing with it, so we'll see how that works. Um, but, uh, yeah, and that's going to be on Amazon Prime. Um, and this news just dropped on Variety yesterday, yeah. or two two days ago. And I'm, I'm actually like the thing that I'm most surprised at is that Amazon Prime is ordering new shows. <laughs> like yeah. I kind of thought everybody was done. It kind of feels like none of these businesses are going to be ordering new shows. But this is one, and I don't. I think it's not going to play well for them. It's apparently a completely original. Yeah, script. and that's like so. I don't know. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see what happens um and the showrunner for this is the same guy who did um carnival row for amazon which the second season yeah which was the second season yeah but but it's definitely you know i don't know he like the premise that he's like this kind of like back year backwoods hunter that's kind of a misanthrope i think um and now this is his second chance at life has a little bit of, at least according to what this is saying has a little bit of a warm bodies-esque feel so that worries me a little bit but i like kevin bacon so i'm gonna watch this and we'll see how it goes and there it is yep you don't have to watch it Stuart, but i might watch it <laughs> I mean, well, yeah well, i think it, we'll have to we'll have a look at it if it's if it's basically just i zombie Re reframed, you yeah. Know, count me out for sure. Well, we shall see. We shall see. So, so that was one bit of news, and the other one is actually I'm really excited to watch this. Um, there is a a new anime zombie series called Zom 100, uh, Bucket List of the Dead. Is that what it is? The full name? Yeah, and we've talked about this yep. title many times. I think we might have even talked about the anime, but now it's about to drop. Right. Um, and that comes out really soon, July 9th. So I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be Netflix and Hulu. And in theory, there's a live action version in production somewhere, although there's been nothing about that lately. I, I am excited to watch this. So so we'll have to like stay tuned. And I'm sure we will be doing a recap and, and review of this. So that's about it for the news before we get into the last two episodes of Silo Series 1. And I, you know, just at the outset, I have really enjoyed this series. Um, I think the last couple episodes, a couple of slow moments, but I really, I I have thoroughly enjoyed this whole thing. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I, I I've also enjoyed it top to bottom. And uh, you know what? Mostly what I've enjoyed about it is um, I've I've been able to watch this with with my wife because it doesn't have zombies in it. So I don't know. Like you open the floodgates. Mm. Uh, we've we've enjoyed it. She she is still stressed out by the show. She thinks that it's there's too much tension. I'm like, yeah, this, this is this is small fry. This is small potatoes. Um, yeah, Bill will not watch it with me, so that's all good. Um, too stressful. He may end up doing it because he really uh, is a huge fan of Ms. Ferguson, very mm-hmm. much so. so. That's the only thing he keeps asking me about. He was like, oh, you know, um, the cast is so amazing. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, your favorite, Common and Rebecca Ferguson, which is kind of true. Um, so so it's kind of made for me. The only thing uh, that, it, that it is missing is Pedro Pascal. So, mm-hmm. you know, that would have made it perfect. Um, but other than that... Um, it's, you know, he's caught sort of the edges of it and shows more interest in this than most things. So maybe he'll eventually watch it. Uh, maybe he'll watch it before we get the, the series two out, which they're currently filming already, apparently. And what? where'd you see yeah, that? And apparently it is going they think that it's going to be released in 2024. Um, I feel a little I don't know. That seems a little bit ambitious to me, but um, yeah, apparently they are already filming the second series. Cool. So that's cool. Um, so in any case, um, do you want to do you want to get into the getaway? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just looked at uh, Hugh Howie's Twitter, and he's uh, retweeting or or he's tweeting an article by Paul Tassi calling his show the best the best sci fi show on TV. You can't get away from these Forbes boys. They're no, nope. they're, they're everywhere. Either saying your stuff is the best or the worst. There's very little middle ground. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. This one, the getaway episode nine, it started after the uh, literal cliffhanger or jumping off the railing uh, from episode eight with Juliet going over the stairs, um, and we kind of we start right there with her landing hard. But on a landing, as we kind of suspected, uh, and everybody else is struggling to catch up to her. In fact, that's kind of the next two episodes, people trying to catch up to her. Uh, it's like one of the characters in these two episodes whose whose story, I think it's a little muddled. And maybe they're just doing a lot of setup for the next season is Paul Billings. He yep. immediately catches some flack for you know, AKA or, or quote unquote, letting her go. Yeah. I also, honestly, I, I kind of feel like Sims gets a little muddy too. Yeah. Um, he just kind of starts barking a lot. Like, yeah, he just... like he becomes less interesting and yeah. more sort of one dimensional, which I don't really love. True. Um, His so... wife so turns out is like super interesting though. So, yes. Yeah, so that's cool. But, um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, continue about Mr. Billings. Just, I mean, that's kind of it in this right away is he's immediately being questioned, like, did you let her go? Because uh, kind of miraculously, I would say, Jules can disappear and she vanishes and becomes sort of like a um, a ninja for the for this episode. Yeah. She, they just cannot catch up to her, even though there's uh, three, everywhere. three or four people chasing her. She just has too much of a lead, even though she probably also has a twisted ankle. Right. But she's. She's a ghost. She knows like how to to make herself scarce. She's from the down deep, so. But she's not in the down deep. 
she isn't, but she's got the survival skills built in. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we we get the first scene of Bernard and his little keychain, which um, is not explained. Nope. But I think we have a sense of what it is. Uh, this first shot that we get of it, it's on his desk. He's in a meeting with Sims. It has the number 18 on it and it's glow. It's like blinking red. red. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, 18 is this really important number. H.A. and I know what this means also in the grand scheme of the meta plot. Mm-hmm. But I don't really understand what this keychain is. <laughs> uh, so I think they're doing something a little differently. Yeah. And I mean, I think that they, you know, we'll see what happens in the next season. But yeah, they're they're starting to sort of lay the groundwork for that whole plot line. My guess is, is that so much of it is, you know, with the way that the books are written, things like that, they're trying to give you some kind of a signal plot line that's a little bit more obvious, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, that that will definitely be significant as we as we go down the line. Yeah, well, we have a scene with Billings, and maybe I I spoke too soon because this is a a kind of an interesting scene. He's basically these two episodes, kind of like it's it's a lot about the syndrome right like it's a lot about his tremors and whether he can still be sheriff even in this new post jules life or world he is no longer even remotely her ally now he's kind of just like his own ally like he's just trying to survive and keep his job but he has this conversation with his wife where he admits that he beat up a kid when he was 17 and apparently he had the syndrome even that long ago which feels like a long time to have a degenerative sort of disease. Yeah. And he knew that the other kid had it and like basically has been hiding this whole, his whole entire life. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because his wife is very much like you have a child to think of. Um, you should go back to judicial where this, this isn't an issue because you're not allowed to hold the job of this, the sheriff, like this is going to be a huge thing. And, and, he is like basically like you think I don't understand that because he's been hiding this his entire life. So it's an interesting scene between the two of them and gives some context for, um, you know, and, and the interesting thing is, is how how well versed he is on the pact and knows all of those things and adheres to it. And that's a little bit of what Juliet called him out about is that he adheres to the 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 law of the pact all the time but this is definitely something that affects him personally and so he colors outside of the lines or he's willing to take risks and you know and i think that that's a bit of why he's willing to help juliet to some extent is because you know whether like there is definitely this question as we go into this series like when you think about the pact and some of the things that are in there and what people are adhering to, you could argue that some of the things that Juliet is doing seems more in line with some of the 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 laws or the well-being of the silo that the pact is supposedly supporting. Um, and he is seeing other people like Bernard and Sims very much doing things that are against the spirit of the pact, whatever that is. Um, and remember, he also saw that book. Um, well, and- he's seeing it now in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is like, so yeah, him, like, I, I think this is actually a good, a good tack for his character. And this episode does let him kind of go outside of those lines even more by breaking into a crime scene, 
yeah uh, finding uh pieces of the two-way mirror um that that hide the cameras and then finding I don't know this this little weird epiphany he has like oh she hides things inside vanities uh because he found a pez dispenser in um mm-hmm. Trumbull's Turnbulls or whatever his name is apartment in the vanity he, but this 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 memory prompts him to take the vanity out of the wall and find uh the wrapped up Georgia tourist book, which he looks at for like the entire episode. He, he looks at it for a long time and then rips out one page and burns the rest of it. Um, right. So that keeping that one page kind of also illustrates that sort of like 5% of him that is okay. Breaking rules. Right. Yeah. And I mean, look, and remember he's doing this. He wants to find out more. He's still in the dark about a lot of the stuff that Juliet is doing. And, you know, it's interesting to kind of watch him have these epiphanies and do things that he definitely would have not done when we first met him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and and I don't know, maybe a little bit of it is that he does know that he's doing things that are not necessarily um, it, like they're they're certainly not in line with what the pack says and what he's supposed to be doing. So he seems a little bit more willing to take certain risks. Um but not too many, obviously, because um, he's got other things to think about. Um, and so uh, so there is so I kind of loved his interaction when he did find the travel book, um, because there's there's a lot to take in there. And and Billings, uh, like he is an incredible actor. So just his facial expressions alone when he's looking at the book, I think were kind of amazing. Mm hmm. So. Um, yeah, that guy's done. That guy's been impressive. This whole, this oh, whole the whole show. thing. But I really kind of loved that little this moment. Is, I just want to look up his name because we've said it before, but I've also already. I know this is this is the COVID brain kicking. <laughs> oh, his name is Chinaza Uche. Yep, I'm he's sure he's me. English. Like, yes, he is. I think. Uh, no way, he's not. Yeah, and he is. He's been in like quite a few things. So oh, Scottish born, based <laughs> in the U.S. So maybe that's a real accent. Semi. semi. Okay. Um, so the billing story, I, I think I, I, I think I was thinking more of uh, the 10th episode when I was like, he kind of disappears out of the story a little bit. Um, he does have a scene in the 10th episode. Also this one, it's a fairly significant amount of scenes and it, you know, like he's doing like we've, like we've laid out, he's doing things that are in character that are both by the, by the book and absolutely not, not by the book. And um, he's trying, he has a line early on in the episode, like, I'm going to find the person who got away from me and make every, make this right, which seems like a, like, that's, that's kind of thing he hasn't said before. He he generally has been like, I'm going to back up Jules because she's the boss. And, but now yeah, that does not seem to be his, yep. um, his approach. He also probably feels like, well, she punched me while I was having a spasm and then got away and made me look bad. So he's, right. got, a, he's got an ax to grind. Uh, meanwhile, on 22, is it? Is that the, the floor that Sims lives on? Um, the, the we, we see his son who has that recognizable hair uh, and the wife who we have not met before. And they're like walking home when a couple of judicial raiders walk up and they're like, we're here to es- escort you home right in front of their door. Yep. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. And she immediately is like, uh, you're not coming in here. And I was a raider for 12 years. And, you know, there's a couple of significant things going on here um of course this becomes 
even more significant when you go inside and there's like, Jules is in there and she's mm-hmm. overheard this interaction too, which she uses against Mrs. Sims later. Uh, we don't learn Sims's wife's name, I think. Is it Mrs. Sims the whole time? I don't know. We call her Mrs. Sims, but she, you know, she's very, she's a very cool character. She's a former Raider herself. Um, and so it's kind of interesting how she acts towards the other Raiders. She's very much like, you're not coming into my house. She's like very protective of her son. Um, there's like definitely a tension there. And, you know, even sort of the way that they're interacting with her is kind of interesting. So I, I uh, you know, I was actually wishing she was, we get a little bit of her in this episode, but I was hoping she would pop up in the next one and didn't, but like, it's fine, but it makes me much more interesting and interested in Sim's life. Um, we don't really get to, to see that much of that. I mean, we already know that they had a hard time conceiving. Yeah. This is the son that was referenced um, in the last episode. Yeah. Um, so we know how precious this is to her and to him. Um, but there's so precious, in fact, that he kind of bends the rules, or at least Bernard yep. makes it sound like he has by assigning this Correct. escort to his wife uh, and yep. son. This comes up later. And the, sto- the show is t- taking Sims, who I don't remember if he is a character in the book, but they are kind of uh, giving him Lucas Kyle's. Yeah. Like the fact that there's a discussion between Sims and Bernard about were you going to be my shadow? Could you still be? This is not a thing. This is a departure from the, the book narrative, as I recall. Um, and it's, it's different because I, I, uh, again, I'm now I'm like talking out of my butt. Cause I don't even remember the details of the Lucas Kyle plot line, but when he was Bernard's shadow, he like kept a lot of his doubts about the system inside. Sims does not seem to have a lot of doubts about the system. You know, like I feel like that's the main difference. But his wife certainly seems to. Yeah, so that's that's kind of fascinating. Uh, inside, Jules puts, uh, you know, gets them at, at gunpoint. Not the son. Like I, somehow they they managed to put him in his bedroom and working on a on a project before she cuffs Mrs. Sims to a a pole and then is like, "I'm going to be doing some illegal stuff on your computer." <laughs> I know. Um, It's interesting interactions between them because it's like sometimes what shows would tend to do is have this like weird bonding moment between them and they don't do that here. Um, She is very Mrs. Sims, whatever her I don't did they ever use her name? I don't think they do. It's Camille, apparently. But um, yeah, they Um, don't they don't tell us her name as far as I know. So She, you know. I I really love how she's like completely on guard, completely having her own specific um, goals here because she knows that her kids in the other room. It's just and, cool to have another badass lady opposite uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Too. And, and she really is this like other side of things, um, which I, you know, and she's outside of this other group of people that we've seen. So I really liked this dynamic. Um, and they definitely don't trust each other. And there's, but there's enough doubt, I think, that Camille has about what is going on in the silo. But she's certainly not going to share that with uh, with Juliet. But I do like and even Juliet's ignorance, just sort of like how things work. Like Camille definitely knows that that they're going to come in and track them down the minute that she like plugs in the hard drive. But like, yeah. 
I thought that that knowledge and it was pretty cool um, because she's got much more sort of she she's not totally in the dark. She's got much more of a knowledge of the inner workings about what happens in the silo than Juliet does. And it's kind of a this is just like a fascinating scene between the two of them. It is. And there's there's layers of the of the fascination. One of them that I thought was kind of a questionable choice is she opens the door right after she says goodbye to those Raider guards and says uh, she she looks down and there's broken glass or mirrors on the floor and she still goes into the house uh, before like securing her son in his bedroom and getting her gun or trying to uh, trying to find a weapon. Um, That was a silly thing. But what was really smart, I thought, was once Jules locks her up, she then like takes anything that could possibly be a weapon from like, within three or four feet. I thought yep. that was that was cool. Even though Mrs. Sims is making fun of Jules, like I could beat you up with my small, you know, my pinky. Uh, turns out she actually has like a box of hammers in her kitchen cabinet. So it's a good yep. thing that Jules did that. Yep. Uh, that, uh, I just well, thought that was a nice detail. But the thing is, you think that um that it is a, a bad move um, when she first tells the Raiders to go away. But then the conversation that Juliet has with her later tells you why she did that. And the, one she, that. the one that the Sims family has together where she's like, oh, not, they're not always given. They're given orders not to shoot, but sometimes yep. they shoot anyway. That one. Yep, That whole yeah. thing. But also she has the conversation with Ju- or Juliet says, you know, you know, I noticed you didn't let them in the apartment and whatever. And when Juliet is saying how she had had this experience and uh, the two of them are have some kind of an understanding about the fact that the Raiders are not always a force of good or protection. And so I thought that that was kind of a cool thing. And they don't overtly say this, but this mm-hmm. was probably why she was like, well, I'm a badass and I can handle whatever the heck's in my apartment. Right. Yeah, If there's going to be a crossfire in my apartment, I will be the one with the gun. Probably. Right. Yeah. yeah something so like I thought that. that that was kind of a nice little thing that they did without hitting you over the head with it. There's there's a lot of cool stuff about these two. So uh, and I, I kind of wish there was more of it. Um, but yeah, like Mrs. Sims gets out of her handcuffs, but then it doesn't turn into it doesn't go the way you might think. Like she doesn't come and clobber Jules over the head after Jules. And honestly, the uh, the reaction of Rebecca Ferguson that Jules has when George's face pops up on the computer, she starts watching a video and he's like, this is called a video and she's losing it. Right. Uh, she's so distracted. I'm honestly, maybe that's why Camille did not come and hit her over the head because she was also probably like, whoa, what have you found? This is crazy. Um, Uh Instead, she tells her to run, right? Like, that's crazy. Like, this is why we're we're excited, I think, about this character. We think she's probably going to be a big deal in the next season. Yeah, I hope so, because she was pretty. She'll have some major pivotal role. Uh, She might not be like a major character, but she's definitely going to catalyze something else at the very least. And she's got her own motivations and specific motivations. And it's kind of interesting to see the different family dynamics and the things that they're doing. You both see it with Billings and his wife. You're seeing it with Sims um, family as well. And and specifically with Camille and very much um, this idea that, okay, you have the silo, you have these things that you're doing, but you're, you know, we really need to protect this family. And I feel like Camille has other ideas and she implies certain things when she and Sims are talking later, just about what their overall goal is. Um, so I find those different, uh, th- those parallels really interesting. 
Um, so, and, and, you know, you kind of see hints of this in other places, um, even with Juliet's dad, like how upset he was that Juliet had thought that he had betrayed his wife, that he was upset that his wife thought that. And so there is this sort of level of trust within these different family units hmm. that basically take precedence over everything else. And so, and when that trust is broken, it's like incredibly, it's devastating. So you see it with Juliet. Um, you see it with um, definitely with just some of the things that, that Billings wife is saying to him um, when she accuses him of, of basically um, betraying the family because of not betraying, but like not thinking about what his priorities should be. And you see it when Camille basically accuses him of the same thing. So I thought that those were kind of nice little like, um, themes that you see. And I think that they are definitely going to play out in the next season. Yeah. Um, uh, we've also got a scene with uh, Lucas Kyle, uh, Avi Nash and um, Bernard, Tim Robbins, where it goes really badly for Lucas. Uh, we know that yeah. th this character did not get a lot of play this season either. I, I'm feeling a little bit of like Walking Dead flashbacks where they didn't really use Avi Nash as much as he probably. I was having the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? The, they've got this big, great cast. Uh, they've given Common a lot of the Lucas stuff that we would have expected. So what is there for him? It's just and and that just makes, honestly, his fate even more unfair. Uh, you know, he's going to come back in season two and he's going to be important in some way. We just don't know exactly how. But he basically gets sentenced to the mines by Bernard for the crime of not narking. Uh, like you, you knew that she had a relic and you chose to not report it is the crime that sends him to the to the mines. This is just like, you know, the final piece of evidence that we need to, to show that this is a despotic government, that Bernard is uh, kind of a tyrant like the, the the punishment i don't think fits the crime but maybe maybe in the silo this is actually just normal par for the course well and i guess that's kind of where i was trying to figure out what what will happen with this character in the next season i also was upset because this seems like a weird way to go um and again i, I mean maybe they are using sims in the way that they were going to that lucas's character sort of plays out in the books but i don't know how because so much of it was that bernard didn't suspect him of disloyalty or he had very small thinking he did not think and and he didn't think that lucas would betray him in that way and i don't want to give away too many spoilers for the next one but um Lucas's sort of knowledge of IT and things like that. So I'm just curious how they plug him in his storyline into the next one. And maybe they are able to do something. If he's in the mines, he's in the down deep. So maybe that gives him some access to walk and other people. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I, I'm curious to see what they do. It does feel like they've taken a lot of the, the more interesting things, uh, parts of his storyline and given them to Sim. So we'll have to yeah. see how, how it wraps up. But And, and complicating things even more, they take, one of his other interesting things that he's a member of it and has like systems knowledge and they introduce a new character called Danny. Yep. The, the cocky little <laughs> cocky redheaded hacker. And, and this guy also works for, maybe he works for, I think he works for it. He shows an it badge, but he's clearly just like a hacker. Mm -hmm. uh, I love this character and, and Patrick Kennedy and him make like a nice little team of wise talking uh, you know, morally gray dudes. So that that is in 
this episode, right? Where those two guys show up? Yes. I think so, but they... that's kind of her next stop after she leaves Sims. Jules goes to Patrick Kennedy and um and hooks up with this hacker. Yeah, because they watch the they watch the rest of the uh, George video together. But by by introducing Danny, like again, Lucas Kyle's importance is diminished. Yep. So it is curious why then they cast someone to as recognizable to us at Reanimated. It feels like a person. It feels like it's getting personal. That's all. It does, and I and I and I really love this actor. So I want to see him more. So I was really sad, but yeah. hopefully that means that he will have more of a um, more of a role in the next one. I really hope so. And uh, hey, he was doing some work in that scene with Bernard where uh, Tim Robbins kept slanting, like bashing his hand on the desk and Avi Nash would like jump out of his chair and eyes widen. And it was probably a lot of fun to shoot that little scene. It was. Um, but we also have to, you know, Juliet's sort of little journey in this episode and the next um, is, um, is, you know, she's she's gone into this whole thing just trying to solve George's murder despite feeling and being told that he is not um, the person she thought he was. And so finding this video is like hugely um, impactful to her because basically he says, you know, he gives her a lot of the things, although he's hinting at other things that, you know, she's going to have to figure out. But um, yeah, I don't I don't. The the like the puzzle of the door is annoying. Yeah, like why not just like... say what it is, George? This is you know yeah. also uh, he it like it plays out her fears that he had kind of gotten close to her to use her. Again, I don't really understand what he was gonna use her for. Yeah, me neither, but um other than just being, you know her influence, know. maybe. Yes. Um, but in any case, it's like she's like, Oh, he did love me. Um, so but that she then gives her this mission that she's got to find the door underneath the silo. And, um, you know, this is, um, and this is like the big reveal is that they all see the, um, sort of the, the footage of the really clear outside the silo footage. Um, and that's, Hmm. that's like a huge deal. Like that, you know, this, this thought that they are all being lied to. Um, and this is sort of it is implied that this is what George knew and this is what Allison knew and Halston knew. And so um, the whole conspiracy of the silo is kind of coming to a head. Yep. Uh, and, and now more and more people are seeing this video. And then that's kind of where we launch off in the next episode. But um, we also have this disturbing scene where the Sims family are talking or husband and wife are talking about their one ambition and one goal. Mm-hmm. They don't actually say what it is, but I assume it's to be Bernard, the next Bernard, because yep. um, they know what he is. Yep. Um, and then his son is like, Daddy, are you gonna is that lady coming back? And he's like, Nope, she we're gonna take care of that. And he's like, Good. I hope you send her out to clean. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow, dark. So I don't know, uh, Timmy Sims, you might you might not be uh, a redeemable character even at age seven or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh messed up. So yeah, is there anything else on the getaway episode that you wanted to address? No, um again, I still like the little puzzle, parts of the puzzle, the mystery. Um I really think that this was great storytelling and good acting and um uh, the sort of breadcrumbs they're they're leaving to get into this next episode and to wrap it up as much as they are able to is is kind of cool. Um but I think we can 
can get into the 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 final episode of season one, which is outside. Also, oh gosh, why can I never remember who's the director? These last two were directed both at both directed by Adam Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakefia Dalco wrote The Getaway, and Fred Golan wrote Outside. So the showrunner did not return. Like I, I mentioned that before, he he wrote the pilot and the fifth episode, Janitor's Boy. So mm-hmm. just curious. Uh, so into episode ten finale. Yeah. So the things that I enjoy about this episode is the, um, you know, she's working with Danny and with with Patrick. And they managed to broadcast the whole um, the the outside footage to the whole silo. And well, I they do. Have to, they have to do some pretty crazy stuff to to get yep. to one of those nodes. Yep. Uh, which I was also like one of the things that is occurring to me is I'm seeing Patrick Kennedy apparently lives in the up top, which is kind of surprising. But they're all they're on 22 still. They've got a long way to go to get down if they're going all the way to the bottom. Um. And they're using those scavenging tubes, which she used to work in scavenging. She has a, a she has a little bit of knowledge, at least, about the the, the schedule of that. Um, and they they get there and use the uh, the node and start broadcasting the video until um, Bernard, who in the camera room, is able to turn off every monitor. But what a what a crazy scene that is when he's like, "Everybody, shut your eyes, look away." Yep. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark looking away from the Ark. Yeah. The- um but the thing is is that if this is if this has been broadcasting throughout the entire silo, everybody's seeing it. So where is it gonna go from there and, and what will this cause in terms of like a cascade of actions? Who knows? But you know, Bernard can't take the, tell the whole silo to turn away, right? So Right. So it depends on yeah. how many other screens there are. Right. Is this playing just in the cafeterias? Is it playing on everybody's little computer that they seem to have in their house? Right. Maybe not every. Yeah. yeah. But then Bernard, you know, really he shows his his crazy IT skills and just shuts it down pretty quickly or as quickly as he can. And so that's kind of interesting. And then they they decide to go after, you know, of course, they're going to go after to Juliet and and uh danny and and patrick and i love that in like the heat of the moment when when juliet and and danny and patrick are running patrick still wants to watch like which i guess <laughs> Juliet promised to him and i get i think we can all guess that she's never going to give up that watch he's but... just like really now he's like this is the only thing i asked for and they get they get arrested not on yeah. screen but they catch uh they ca- they're caught like god who, who knows what their fate's going to be uh, yeah. And she tries to go down the the tubes again, and then they keep throwing like air conditioners at her until she basically falls. Uh, it, I don't know how far she fell. It looked like it was kind of a long way, but all she gets is like a band aid, basically. Yep. Um, and they pull her out before the AC comes down, crashing down. Um, so you know she's made it down there enough to talk to Walk and get like, um, you know, and and look, they're in the down deep. And she she basically tells Walk something. We don't know what uh, before they come and get her. And, you know, mechanical is um, this is sort of like her home base. And her friend is the one that basically called judicial. And 
Knox did. Yeah. Yeah, Knox did. And he and she like, she basically says like he did the right thing. It yeah, was like, like there's no there's no upside. Right. I kind of thought, you know, it's sort of where it was going here. I wasn't sure exactly because I knew kind of what needed to happen. But I was like, oh, are they going to sort of have her go and find the the door underneath? Like, how is that going to work? Mm. Um, but that's not what happened here. So they did indeed let judicial capture her. And it's weird how um, uh, like the Bernard character is still weirdly deferential to Juliet in strange ways. So he allows her certain dispensations, maybe because he knows he's going to put her out to clean. Um, but basically, he says, "Say you said you, you know, stop denying you went outside. Say you won't, you don't want to like appeal trial, and I'll let all your friends live." And and she makes that deal with him because she really doesn't think that there's any other option. And but even like when they go up the stairs and she wants water, there's just like these weird little moments between them. And he even says these things to her, like, oh, you don't know what a danger you are to the silo. He's very confident that he's doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But there's all the, also, like, he says some pretty, like, crazy, not crazy things, but, like, incredibly um, charged things to her, like, that she should never have been born, that um, mistakes oh, yeah. happen, and all this other stuff that's, like, really, like, it feels like there's more of a backstory to this. And I wonder if they're going to show something to do with her mother and him at some point. If the system uh, that they have in place to keep the wrong people from getting pregnant, uh, you have to kind of wonder if her dad didn't like let right. her mom get pregnant in a way, right. which would be uh, interesting for the Jorah Marmont, uh, you know, backbone quotient, which tends to be fairly low. Although the last time he had a conversation with Sims in the, in the last episode, he was just like not really giving him very much. So. Right, but there's also the there's also the question though, because it's like, again, it's sort of you have to let a few things go. But if they have these, um, all these different sort of checks and balances in place, and um, you know, if if they have all these things in place, um, how would Juliet have gotten so far in this little journey? Because it doesn't seem to totally make sense. I mean, if her mother wasn't actually supposed to to get pregnant, why not take her out early, right? Like, I don't mm. know. So there's a few things that don't necessarily add up, but I think you just have to kind of let it go to enjoy the show. Yeah. So um, one of the, I, I agree with you that he gives her a lot of um, give and take for for her saying, okay, sure, I'll I'll willingly go outside, and I, I will stop saying that I didn't say I wanted to go outside even though it doesn't feel like he needs that really, he can just right. shove her outside no matter what. Right. And he can um, even, she never said it, right. It doesn't really anyway. Yeah. But so not, uh, in addition to like, not, uh, not arresting everybody in mechanical, he lets her uh, go into the camera room, which seems like a huge deal. And she watches George's final moments uh, where it turns out he kind of really did kill himself. <laughs> like he wasn't thrown yeah. over the edge. He was doing some sort of theater uh the suicide theater where it was like well i, I you know i don't want to end up like gloria hildebrand or or being put outside or tortured or whatever so uh, and he, he i guess it was to preserve the uh location of the of the hard drive it, but i also see why he did it because like otherwise he would have been tortured and he didn't want to do that either so 
at least he he did it on his terms but it was a pretty sad little heartbreaking moment when she saw that um but you do wonder why bernard let her see it there you know like is it just that he's enjoying the fact that he has it under his power and he knows she's going to go out i guess to him it doesn't matter because he knows she's going to die um and the fact that he's he's saying George did this here because he knew there was a camera here. Is there a message in 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 that in his act? The way he like crosses his arms and looks at the camera and then. Well, I think it's hoping that Ju- Juliet would eventually figure out and see that. So I think that's what the implication is. I guess. Um, but yeah. Um, in any case, Walk, um, Walker is also doing some crazy stuff. Like she is, you know, challenging her agoraphobia. And mm-hmm. goes outside because she's had a she's had a thought about the heat tape, the, yep. the heat tape subplot of this whole show, which we've been talking about almost every episode. But uh, I didn't realize that it was going to come back here because what's interesting is in the book, the the people who make the suits for the cleaners are like independently trying to make their suits better all the time. Right. Like Mm -hmm. they come to Holston before he cleans and they're like, oh, I've changed out these filters. And I think you're going to you're going to see a real improvement in the performance of the suit. Like there that's that's just something that's happening. Um, I don't know if Walker or if someone in mechanical did it on the sly uh, in in the in the book for for Jules. Um, But that's clearly what's happening here. She goes to her friend and well, friend, someone she probably hasn't seen in like 25 years. She goes to this woman's house and is like, uh, you know. We can assume. I don't think we see the whole conversation, but it's like, look, um, use this good tape. And yep. that's That's going to change everything. So that's yep. kind of that's pretty interesting. Um, And, you know, like Walker. Has had a lot of uh, screen time in this season is a very important character. So it's uh, it's it's interesting to see how that develops. You know, we did forget to mention just because he doesn't and it's weird that he doesn't have such a big role in this particular episode. But Billings um, basically tells his wife is confronted by Sims, tells yeah. his wife that they that Sims knows he has has a syndrome, but isn't making an exception, which didn't happen on screen either. Right. We nope. see we see that he gets he gets called out for holding his hands. Mm-hmm. But then he's next thing we know, he's in his apartment telling his wife, like, they're going to let me be sure if anyway. Uh, which just means that they have leverage over him now. And right, right. Um, so, so, but that's pretty much it. We see him. We see some sort of like shots of him and his how he's taking in the fact that Juliet's going to be put out to clean. But we don't really get a lot with him otherwise. And some of this is significant, HA, because he, the sheriff is the one who's supposed to read the text to the prisoner, right, and he isn't. Because Holston made a whole big deal about that with his wife, right? That was his whole yeah. thing. He's gonna like, even though I'm crying, this is my job as sheriff. And yet, yep. exactly, we don't like it's it's done by Bernard in the um, the yep. jewels ceremony. All Billings does is push the button. Uh, so that was pretty. I mean, I think you can make the the assumption that he is, you know, truly a puppet because yeah. they have this leverage over him. So, but even is... the ceremonial stuff, they're not letting him do. Like that's right. pretty wild because it's basically he is a ceremonial position now if he's a puppet. But they're yep. not even letting him do that. So I think that is actually extremely telling. Mm-hmm. Um, a- another thing that is pretty telling is the this one of the last conversations between Bernard and Jules. Where she's, uh, she says, "Why aren't you doing anything about the door at the bottom of the silo?" And Tim Robbins just has this look on his face, 
uh, where Bernard clearly has no idea what she's talking yep. about and then yep. just says, oh, well, there are many secrets in the silo. And I just thought, yeah, it's incredibly damn, he's like, good. Oh, yeah, no, totally. And he absolutely does not. Did, did, this was news to him. So How anyway, do you do that um, with your face? Like I don't know, but he's amazing. He's amazing. And I, I honestly, again, the cast and the 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 scenes between these actors are just phenomenal and so um and from from beginning to end and so i did really love um and then there's this lovely little scene between um juliet and her dad because she can't say anything yeah and she has to hold herself back from saying something and her dad is just so heartbroken and he has made her something that her mom used to make her and there's that scene. And then there's the scene um, where she gets the hush puppies from, from, from Shirley. and Shirley is like, eat them all. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, like, literally only coded. people have only been bringing me food. I am so full. And I yeah. that was funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And, and so it's like, she gets the little secret note and whatever. And so that is kind of a, kind of a, it, it, just a great thing. And then, so, she she gets sent out to clean and you know and tim robbins or bernard has said that she has the biggest audience ever and everybody's watching her and she goes out and you know she sees the same scene and you know similar to holston she's realizing that it can't be real because she can't see holston and she vaguely knows where he is and so she's got his badge that was the other special again the special little thing she was allowed and she had specific requests. And so she got to bring Holston's badge. And even though she can't see him, she's kind of like putting it on him and she doesn't clean. Yep. Um, she drops the wool like a microphone. Yep. And people, Drop people are kind of losing their minds. Um, and as soon as she finds Holston's body, which looks like a log in her yep. vision, yep. Um, Bernard is like, she knows. And then he runs off and starts doing something. And I don't know. I don't understand what he was doing. But he's, it's something to do with either. his keychain again, right? He, like he plugs it into something and he's typing. I feel like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what he was up to. But mostly, this is like a. I don't know know how long these this last few scenes was where she's outside. I feel like my notes. That's like a third of my notes is her outside and what she's seeing and doing. It must yeah. have taken a few minutes. Yeah, and you know she's, um, finally the the sort of the little vr screen that she's got in front of her dissipates somehow um Once she gets up to that ridge line that nobody's yeah, ever made it to the signal maybe the signal ends or something like that but um and the tape holds they do a nice little shot of the tape on her, on yeah. her screen. um and every you know to, you know bernard's really losing his mind so is everybody in the silo because she's just kind of nobody's ever gone over the hill yeah but you know and, also like nobody really needs to lose their mind because there was a cleaning two weeks ago the, the, the sensors look fine. Like, it's not even that messy, you know? I don't think it's that. I think it's the fact that nobody has well, yeah, ever... that too. Nobody's and- ever not cleaned, but they they didn't really need a cleaning. So, but for whatever reason, she got the most people to show up. So that tells you that it wasn't about the view. Nope. So um, there is... Um, yeah. Um, so she gets to the top of this little ridge... I don't know how much of this she is going to be aware of, but our view as the audience suddenly starts to spiral out and go up and we see that she is in one of many craters with a city in the, in the distance on the horizon, a ruined city. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you could take from that, that they are one silo among many. 
right? Because you see all the little circles on the ground. Yeah. And from her vantage point, I, I feel like she can kind of see that too. Um, that there's just these circles and it's the same kind of setup as her silo is in, um, but just all sort of like lined up and different distances from each other. Like, so so lined up as it was like planned, one, suppo- one supposes. And so that is the sort of big ending is a little like drone shot of all that. And that's it. Um, I didn't, I was hoping we would get a little further than this particular scene, but I think, you know, it's kind of full circle and there's like a lot of symmetry in how the first part of it is with, you know, um, Allison Holston going out to clean and then she sort of closes the loop on that, so to speak, by actually making it over the hill. Um, and so I I really am excited to see season two. I'm really, I enjoyed this so thoroughly and I'm very happy to hear that it's in production or supposedly in production. I guess it didn't I get- I think you're, uh, you're right. It, was, it started filming in late June, which is yesterday. <laughs> In in England, in the same studio as the as the first season was filmed, so it, they've just started filming, but they're well, they're doing it. I mean, but apparently they already had all the scripts and everything ready, so I think they they were anticipating that it would get renewed. Um, oh. But they aren't being impacted by the writer's strike because it is filming over there, and oh, gosh. they already had the scripts and everything in place. Um, supposedly, there may be like a, a like a an actors guild strike, like a SAG strike. Um, so I don't know if that will impact some things, but um, yeah. I think there's supposed to be one later this month. So we shall see. Um, but in any case, I I think that they're well into to filming this. So if they do that and, and finish up and then they do the post-production, I think we may see it in 2024, maybe around the same timeline. So we'll see. So I just found, yeah, that I'm, I'm very excited for season two. Um, this article that talks about the filming going on the main set consists of three levels of stairs. So they have three levels, which we, we had talked about when we first started talking about the show, how yeah. many, how many uh, you know, landings and whatnot do they have? Yeah, that must be this super cool. Anyway, uh, what a, what a fun show. I mean, it's, it was a slow burn. It was, it was pretty tense, I guess, for some people <laughs> compared to what we usually talk about. It, it wasn't that insane, but um, just being able to watch stuff like Tim Robbins do a lot with his face, oh, uh, Rebecca Ferguson's intensity. This has been fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to season two, but I'm even, I'm very excited to talk about what we're going to talk about next, which I think is uh, the, the walking dead spinoff, right? Dead Isle land. Yep. Which has uh, now been on the air for a few weeks. And uh, I don't know that I'm seeing a lot of critical response to that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I think I haven't really seen a lot uh, related to this, um, but I've also deliberately been trying to not see it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I, 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 I toyed with the idea of just starting to watch it and I was like, nah. It's Dead City. I Dead think City. Why am I? I got Island in my head. Yeah. Well, because I think it was originally supposed to be Dead Isle or Island of the Dead or something like that. Okay. And then they changed it to Dead City. Um, I've seen like I've caught a couple of things where it's like it'll like try to pop up things for me to read and I haven't um, because I really I don't want to be spoiled, but I'm sure I will be eventually. But um, but I am really excited to watch this. Um, so so. 
what are your thoughts about it since we you haven't seen much either i hope it i hope it's not bad <laughs> like Dude, but it's... let's be honest walking dead spinoffs have not exactly been great so yeah but th- these two these two characters i think what i mean we'll see we don't know where Negan's coming from into this. We've talked about this because he's he has a wife who's expecting when we last left these heroes. And Maggie has uh, Herschel. And we know, I think we know that Herschel is why they're going to New York. I think Herschel's been abducted or something like that. Yeah, something I think like that's that. the plot. But the fact that these two are together when they kind of hate each other, also low-key want to bang each other. Yep. There's, there's a... That's fun. Lauren Cohan and uh, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are a lot of fun to watch on screen. And I think I've seen some other character actors in some of the promo reels that will also make this a lot of fun to watch with the humans. And then they're doing more with the the advanced zombies, which mm-hmm. is a part of the universe that I'm excited to learn more about as long as they don't don't do it stupid. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, I, I want it to be good. How about that? Me too. Me too. So why don't we be optimistic? And do you want to just do one episode next week then? Yeah, let's let's take our time. I think there's only six in the whole season. All right. Yeah. So let's take it. Let's do a slow burn with Dead City. Um, So I'm excited to talk about that with you. Yeah, same here. I'm kind of sad that Silo's over, but we'll get back to it when we can. Right. uh, so if you want to tell us your thoughts about Silo or if you're enjoying Dead City, we'll stop calling it Dead Island, uh, let us know. You can reach out to us on Twitter, Reanimated PCAST, or our email is reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you just want to listen to all of the interesting things that we have to say, <laughs> you can do that at reanimated.podbean.com. Good job, Stuart. <laughs> it's uh, it's like I've done this 300 and something times. <laughs> um. And until next time, thanks so much for listening. Ciao. Toodaloo.